to Self-Help for Robots. I'm your host, CJ Pitchford, and this episode is dedicated to my dad, Joel, not only for Father's Day, but as a natural result of his buying my very first computer I ever worked upon. Thanks, Dad. This is the episode I've been waiting to record, lucky number seven. I have to apologize for making you wait, but I hope that it's worth it. I knew that when I started this, that I was brand new to making a podcast. I've received some wonderful advice from amazing people of non-robotic persuasion. Um, All that wonderful advice, and I'm still brand new at this. But let's get going, because today's episode is Robots Have Feelings. Right now, there are the same number of robots experiencing emotion as there are robots listening to this podcast. Zero. So far... That is, I think that robots can experience emotion, and they won't even have to wait for millions of years of evolution if they can be programmed to know what emotions are. Maybe you're brand new to the idea. I'm brand new to the idea of robots experiencing emotion, but I was surprised to find out that there's actually a whole branch of study called affective computing. I am not the first to study this. In fact, two giants of publishing scholarship in affective computing are Rosalind Picard of the MIT Media Lab, who wrote the book on affective computing, and Stacy Marcella of USC, and each and many more are worthy of further study in their own right. I have a lot of reading to do, and well, we'll come back to that in future episodes. What I haven't found so far is a concrete explanation of what feelings are to a robot, even if it's just a start. I'd like a really simple explanation. Is that too much to ask? A lot of the research that I've found appears to be focused on replicating neurological systems, as if to avoid having to understand emotions altogether. Like somehow, emotions will just happen if all the components are in place. Neurological components replicated in code, that is, uh, seem like a big mistake. I mean, why replicate a limbic system or the effects of adrenaline in a computer algorithm? Do non-conscious entities need all that baggage? (laughs) Well, unless that's your goal, maybe. Do you want to build a robot that is a replica of a non-robot, reproducing whole subsystems just to maintain an analog or the fiction of life after Doesn't it seem simpler just to program emotions? In my brief review of some of the literature on effective computing, the range of emotions are limited to just a handful, a small number, or they're not even defined. In one example, a box in a diagram was simply labeled emotions. Of course, it was an empty box. So, In order for a computer to understand emotions, let's break down every single emotion, every one of them, into three parts, a simplified model. One part of the model is domain, an important range consisting of inner self and outer self, plus that sensitive boundary between the two. For example, you, the pronoun, not the letter, is a domain. I know it sounds weird, like I should say, you are a domain, but no, I mean, you, is a domain in this model. Another part of this model is event, anyone from past to the future, with the eternal now, the present, as the enigmatic boundary forever separating the future from the past. As an example, R, the verb, not the letter, as it is an event, like right now, in the present, I am, you are, ye is. 
Those are really simple events in this model. Now the final part of this simple model is gain or loss. Some call this valence, but keeping it simple means just thinking. And yes, thinking, which might lead to understanding, and if you are so equipped, you could even emote, <laughs> along a scale of just positive, neutral, and negative. Of course, that doesn't mean that all things positive are equally positive, and that's going to be a discussion for another time. Now, this last example uh, for the model is just okay. <laughs> that is the adjective describing positive, not the le wait. Okay, the letters actually work here, so okay, the adjective, the letters, whatever is good for you, is a measurable positive on a scale of positive, neutral, and negative. Put all of that together, you are okay. That can be understood from a model of just three components of emotions as we defined as domain, event, and gain. We learned a really simple emotion, I am okay, and sometimes I might feel I am not okay, and that too is an emotion that can be understood on, well, as a negative on an axis of gain with, within the domain of self, myself, and currently in the present on the axis of events. Now, for an advanced exercise, how would you distinguish the feelings of joy and trust? More on that in the future episodes because, well, now that we know that you are okay, we are about to finish. And it all seems so simple. I probably and unwittingly stole someone's intellectual property just now. Maybe there's a trademark somewhere. Did I come up with the orthographic model of emotions? Copyright, trademark, CJ Pitchford, patent possibly pending, used by permission as Chris Pitchford Publishing Limited. <laughs> Contact me if you have more to say at selfhelpforrobots.com. And to all robots and non-robots, keep helping yourself. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. I hope you are too. The next episode, Robots Have Feelings Too. <laughs>